The way you did that was funny. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, for a very special uh, same-day episode, because it's going to be released tonight uh, for the Pokemon Presents of 2023. This is the 27th anniversary of Pokemon Red and Green being released in Japan. Uh, so Pokemon Day is the 27th of February every year, and naturally they do a Pokemon Presents presentation. They can vary between 5 to 20 minutes long. Uh, today it was 20 minutes. And if you heard me and uh, mine and Brian's episode of some predictions we had, you're probably laughing at us because almost nothing happened that, that we anticipated besides the obvious Scarlet and Violet DLC. But to talk about this and share our grief, we have two very special guests who've always been here for the Nintendo and Pokemon episodes. It's fantastic. Uh, Brandon and Brian, thank you guys for being here. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a crazy one. But uh, Brandon, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing all right, dude. It's uh, cold and rainy, so I'm happy to be home. I'm happy to be talking about our utter disappointment. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I couldn't agree more, Brandon. And Brian, how, how's your day going so far? Fantastic. I'm glad to be on, and I'm ready to talk about this. I feel like we haven't done a Pokemon one, like all three of us together in a while, so it's exciting for me. Yeah. No, it's uh it's been a long time since it's just been the three of us talking Pokemon Presents or uh Nintendo Directs. So it's very exciting to really sit down and kind of get into it. Um, but before we start the rest of today's show, I want to ask each and every one of you who listens to this or knows someone who might listen to this, uh, be sure to scroll down and leave a rating on the podcast. Um, we've gotten a few more ratings. Uh and some of my competitors out there, we're almost on par with what they're getting. So if we can have a few more of you, go uh, scroll down and leave a rating, five-star rating, whatever you think we deserve. Uh, it means a lot to me, and it helps us grow quite a bit. It allows us to uh, be, you know, um, pop up more on a search if people search for the podcast. So please do that. And then be also, um, if you're a retro game fan, be sure to check out Retro Game Men on Instagram and David's Gaming Lounge. Those two guys are awesome. Be sure to check them out on Instagram. So let's get into it. Uh, so we had the Pokemon Presents um, starts off with the Japan or announcement that the world tournament is going to be in Japan or the Pokemon Worlds. Um, you know, we're not going to do it chronologically here. Um, I think just like Pokemon Unite and Pokemon uh, Masters EX, Pokemon Cafe Remix, I think all four of these fucking things could have just been tweets. Um for Pokemon Day, I think spending now the Pokemon uh, Pokemon Worlds is continuously getting bigger every year. I do get why they showcase that and like what they're doing in the key art. I just think all of that could have been tweeted though. At the end of the day, um, and before we get into the presents, we've kind of come to the realization I think like the last couple of years on the podcast. Obviously, we know this presents is not just about the Pokemon games. It's not just about that. It's about the franchise as a whole and every part of the fan base. So we want to make that clear before we get into our grief. Um, we do understand that it's about the franchise as a whole. However, it still sucked. Um, so yeah, I felt like those announcements actually, plus the Pokemon concierge announcement also could have just been a tweet. Um, the stop motion show looks fucking stupid. And um, it's in terms of what they could have done with this franchise. I just don't get it. Um I don't know who they're trying to appeal to, to be honest. I mean, if it's still for kids, like they could have done a way better show where maybe someone's actually a competent battler. 
you know, since Ash sucks ass and he's not fun to watch battle, like maybe they could have done like a different show where someone actually knows what the hell they're doing. Um, I just think they could have done a different route, a different character. I know they can't do red because Ash is like supposed to be red sort of. Um, but yeah, when it comes to those announcements, guys, like, what did you think of that? I mean, we know it's going to happen. Like I knew it was going to happen, but it's getting to a point now where just tweet it because you're not giving us enough. You're not giving those fans enough new shit to be like, Oh my God, I'm so glad this was in the presents. Um, but Brian, what were your thoughts on like the, the, those, those announcements overall, it was like extremely underwhelming. I was already getting up for work anyway, but if I would have been like somebody who specifically woke up to watch that, I'd be annoyed as shit. Cause there was nothing like the only thing was the end. Um, the DLC and even that we'll get into that. Even that I was underwhelmed with Pokemon sleep. Like it's nice that we actually have something about it years later, but overall, man, there was just nothing of substance for me. I don't know. Pokemon sleep takes up at least six Four minutes. minutes. Six minutes. Isn't that Jesus much? Christ. It's from 13 to 18. To roughly. Jeez. So yeah, six minutes of Pokemon sleep. I mean, I'm going to play it. Do, do you even say play it? Is it even a game? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was talking to Eric about it. And he's like, well, that's a game I can play. <laughs> like, oh, man, I've been I can't wait till they put it in the world championships. I've been waiting for this my whole life. Yeah, I can't wait to just pass out and win championships for it. I'm going to be I'm going to get all the Charmanders for being a fucking snooze fest. Um, yeah, I uh, I was going to wait to get into Pokemon sleep, but um, we can just knock it out. Uh, this was a project I was hoping was dead in the water. I don't know why the fuck it came back. Like, I get it. You know, this is maybe for kids to get more sleep and really encourage that. Um, I, you know, I'm not really surprised by that. You know, like Brandon always talks about like the Pokemon's names and like what they originate from. Like they care so much about details and all of their parts of the franchise. So they want their kids to be active and healthy and, you know, their, their fan base. Like that's the goal. Um, you know, I, I remember the, I actually do look forward to testing the app just for this, by the way. I want to make it clear before I forget. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but uh, colleges studied the Pokewalker back in the day when it came out, and it actually tracked your footsteps and your walking better than actual fitness gear at the time because the technology was so good in the Pokewalker. So I'm, what I'm wondering, as someone who just got a CPAP machine for sleep apnea, like how is it going to track my sleep You know, on the app? So I can't deny I'm actually kind of curious to see how well this app is designed um, to track. But other than that, I think it's fucking stupid. <laughs> um, it's just it bothers me so much uh, that they spent now that Brandon made it uh, clear uh, six minutes of airtime on a 20 minute presentation. So basically they wasted 10 minutes between the announcement th that I brought up and now Pokemon Sleep. But go ahead, Brandon. I was going to say I'm watching. I just for like ground rules i'm sorry this is distracting um i skimmed through the the direct and i'm watching the actual pokemon sleep thing right now and it's pretty cute like waking up next to a totodile so like the like the actual trailer for it is adorable but like, i don't i don't i don't, I don't think it needed and i don't that think much airtime i don't it doesn't need that much airtime as an adult watching it but there i don't think the three of us can deny if we were five again with phones, we would most certainly be checking this app out and trying to, you know, get all these Pokemon to sleep around our Starlax. I think it's cool, but if there's just not a lot to get excited about with it, I mean, it's cool. It's a 
Pokemon sleep thing. I think the silver lining for me is that Ryan, you can accomplish a dream finally and sleep with Charizard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. That's so fucking stupid. Watch me do it. Watch me like get him on my Island or something. So dumb. That's funny. Eric's going to roll his eyes like a motherfucker at that one. Uh, if he even listens to this um so besides if you want to get excited about the scarlet and violet shit which we'll get into um the other thing that was actual substance which i do think is cool but we'll get into why i still kind of get bothered by the tcg um because tcg live didn't make an appearance here there's no updates about it there's no um content coming out to it to update the app the app is still to this day not coming to the switch um i just think that's so frustrating for tcg fans like myself i i think the app's fun but i think it's lacking so much um so to see no updates about that or any type of verbiage is rough but we did get the trading card game classic announcement it is a product coming out um that is essentially blastoise charizard venusaur the main big three are getting playable decks once again under the same guise as the celebrations versions of themselves without the stamp um however all base set cards and all all of the pokemon that are reprinted are going to have a hollow pattern that are is akin to like i said the celebrations big three um so what i took away from this at first guys and the presents when i watched it live was that we're getting the because uh, Japan's getting a set called the original 151. I thought that Pokemon was going to tackle the secondary market, which I think is something that they should consider in the future, because I think the fact that a mass-produced Shining Charizard Seeker Rare in rough condition being 800 bucks is absolutely unexcusable. Um, I just think it's ridiculous. I, I, I don't think any type of cardboard should have that rarity if it's mass produced. Once again, it wasn't a limited product. It was a fucking set of cards. And so what I thought we were going to get is a base set remake, essentially, that is in the hollow pattern of celebrations. And it's just a product you can buy. So for your kids, for yourself, new fans alike, um, it's not that at all. It's just three decks that have um so venusaur has uh lugia ex so for whatever reason they're making ex cards of lugia ho-oh and suicune that look like scarlet and violet ex cards which is what they look like you can actually look it up on pokey beach i forgot to send it to you guys um and they are actually included in the decks it's the only way to get them so they're not just reprinted base set decks they actually have new cards in them as well and so for me the product has been kind of ruined to the degree of a you know a set reprint um because once again in my opinion i think tackling that secondary market would be really nice um i just think it's just ridiculous to the prices that some cards have gotten to you know i think a hollow dark charizard near mint condition being like 150 to 200 bucks is actually not that bad it's fine but the fact that like shining charizard like i'm not it's more than just Charizard, but I'm using him because I think he's the best way to showcase how stupid prices are. Um, <laughs> you know, I think a, a crumpled up Skyridge Charizard being over a thousand bucks is just absolutely re- ridiculous. And um, I think this, I think this product is cool, but I just wish they were remaking the sets because I could see them doing like a base set remake, uh, a fossil one next year and jungle one after that, you know, or I'm sorry, jungle, then fossil. And then, re- you know, team rocket, like every year 
release this product, which showcases the whole set that originally released. And that way you basically, you know, you wouldn't even kill the market because the hollow pattern is so different. Mm. Um, I just think it would be a huge help. And um, I'm quite bummed out actually um, that they didn't do that. And I could be wrong. You know, it doesn't come out till fall. So the product is clearly not ready yet. So they're going to make some kind of changes or uh, updates to it. But Brandon, the reason why I wanted to really bring it up to you and, you know, because I was telling Brian at the pre-show, if he wants to jump in, he can. But as a player, don't you think it's like, for me, it's frustrating that they're adding new cards to it, right? So it's not like a base set deck. It's a base set plus Scarlet and Violet EX cards deck. And I think that's kind of dumb in terms of gameplay. Um, but what are, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know if you found it. I meant to send you guys a link. Uh, I got it pulled up right here. Um, I think it's cool because the hollow pattern is pretty sick. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to it because it has Lukia and Ho and Suicune, which are the in like these unique cards, and they are technically the the flagships of Gen two. We had Ho Ho Lukia and Suicune was on Crystal, so getting. Those cards, again, they look sick. I'm really excited for them to just get those. But uh, I agree with your sentiment about just re-releasing the Wizards of the Coast era um, sets as like a, you know, you see, you know, Magic do it all the time. They do master sets. They do um, like, dom- uh, they, they just did Dominaria Remastered, which is where a lot of cards got new treatments and things like that, but they're bringing them back because magic has such an eternal format. And I feel like Pokemon can have an eternal format as well and um, be able to release those forgotten about. Well, not forgotten about because everyone's jumping at the bit for them and charging extortionate amounts of money for those cards. But uh, I think they can really benefit from something like that, doing a remastered set. And I, hopefully this is like a step in the right direction um but that being said i i'm i'm probably gonna pick them up <laughs> well it's gonna be potentially 275 dollars fuck that what the hell yeah. nope nope i was gonna ask for the price and that's yeah nope i'm good i'll just buy the ho and the lugia and the suicune just off the market <laughs> i'm probably gonna buy it still um, i know you are <laughs> Um, but apparently this product is entirely is an entirely uh, different release than Pokemon Card 151, which is a set releasing in Japan on June 16th. However, we may get Pokemon Card 151 as our special set in the fall to coincide with the release of the Pokemon TCG Classic product. Uh, the Japanese product will cost 35,000 yen, about $275, and it will be available via lottery starting in February. No English pricing or release information has been revealed yet. So interesting um i would say that is actually interesting because it probably will come out in a different fashion than in in america based off what i'm seeing here um the reason why i still want it after the pricing is because any of the base set remakes in it are going to have this hollow pattern and i definitely want that so the whole the whole set is foiled out correct except the energy i think so even kind of... like the Caterpies hypothetically have like um hollow patterns. Yes. Like every card. Yeah, okay. every card. That's cool. But what I don't understand, I don't know. I still want it. I still want it because I, I would be 
for me personally, like the three of us, like if we're all together, Eric and Miles, like I can pull these out and we can play with classic decks. Like I legit want this to open it. Like I don't want to keep it sealed. Like I want to be able to, like I mean, Brandon. I mean, how many times have we talked about going back and making base set decks? Well, now I can do it. Oh, you know, like I, I, I can have it. Now it won't be the haymaker deck, but it's still these very fun playable decks. I think it's definitely worth it for a collective price. I don't know. I mean, what's two seventy? Let's see. Hold on. Bear with me, real quick. Uh, but Brian, what are your thoughts on the product itself? You know, just like looking at it from the trailer and stuff. When I, I thought it was cool when I when I first saw it this morning in the presents. It looked cool, but I didn't really do my research afterwards. And then hearing like some of the stuff that you said makes me a little iffy on it. But um, no, it looks cool. Like presentation wise, it's like really sleek and nice. But I like I really really like your idea about them reprinting all the old sets. That would be like a game changer. And, they would print money because think of how many people have like ties to those sets. That'd be that would be really cool. I'd buy so many base set packs. And then, well, if they use like the same, well, they wouldn't be packs. Like you just buy the set. Like you would just get the whole set. But just imagine if they like reprinted base set jungle and like, dude, those were like fly off the shelves. I would buy. I mean, a ton. if you really wanted any kind of itch, evolutions is still there. Um, but. That's why I think it's possible, Brian. I'm like, I don't understand why they won't do it because if you use the same hollow pattern as celebrations for all these cards, which is so like distinctively different than anything uh, Wizards of the Coast did in terms of hollow patterns, then you wouldn't also ruin the value of the original ones. It would just give people a chance to experience the original ones, which yeah. is what I'm kind of all about now. You know, <laughs> not because I sold my collection and I'm an asshole, but. It's just because, like, I think of like all these kids growing up, and they watch these YouTubers and stuff, and it's like, oh, like, you know, how many kids are out there probably bugging their parents to buy them old packs that aren't going to have shit in them? Like, what if they make these sets, and now, now we're talking, like, now you can get those cards that you've been seeing on YouTube and stuff. I just, I, I keep thinking of this as a bigger picture moment where we can include everyone that doesn't maybe have all the money in the world, but. I think 275 for this is actually not that expensive. So 275 divided by three is $91.60. So Brandon, as someone who builds decks, um, to me, that price point is actually not that bad. Considering the Pokemon that are in these decks, you know, that we're talking about here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You have exclusive cards in the form of Ho, Lugia, and, and Suicune, plus like the trying three. plus the big three, trying to get your hands on, you know, copies of those. Yeah, if you're really itching to have a a vintage deck, then ninety bucks a pop. When you when you break it down like that, that's a uh, that's pretty doable. I mean, that's a fifth of a Magic Commander deck. So, yeah, I just think you know, ninety one bucks isn't that bad. And I didn't even include all the packaging and stuff, and all the extra dice and and accoutrement. Right. So we don't know like the official set, but what it's going to entail, and we already got that price point. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for it, man. I'm really excited for it. And if I get my hands on it, we're fucking hundred percent playing those decks. Oh uh, yeah. No question about it. Exciting to play again. It's been a while for me. Well, that's, that, well, that's what like makes it exciting is like, it's a level playing field across the board with these three decks. Like they're all good against each other in each ways. But you know, if I've learned anything playing the Pokemon TCG with Brandon weaknesses and everything, it's just all about the play too. And you know, the shuffle, the draw of your hand. I mean, it can really go anyone's way. And I think 
like Brandon said, these are like the gold and silver crystal mascots and they, they do fit perfectly in my opinion into the decks that they've been put into. So uh, I don't know. I am kind of excited looking at this, you know, post on pokebeach.com. Um, so keep yeah, staring, keep staring at it. Yeah. I keep looking at it. I'm not going to lie. I, I want to get, I might get one to keep it sealed. It probably would be a good product to put away. Uh, but there's no denying the Lugia EX, Ho EX, and Suicune EX look fucking amazing. Yeah, the Ho um, EX is catching my eye. It looks, it looks yeah. really dope. And it's got a great, um, it's got a really good attack that synergizes with Charizard. So uh, honestly, the you know, one of the cards that's catching my attention a lot is honestly the Pikachu. Like, I just think the Pikachu looks really good. Um, am i crazy i don't remember a pikachu I'll look well the up. problem is the uh the celebrations pattern in japanese or like chinese and tai- taiwanese um in my opinion got a better look than the celebration set i think me and brandon were talking about that when celebrations came out because they have gold borders too um so in america all we're gonna get which i'm still excited about is because this is gonna be the first ever hollow charmeleon card from base set um only the only part that's going to be hollow or textured is the very middle. Mm-hmm. So whereas these Japanese cards, as you can see, are actually textured um, in the border and the, and the card art itself. So um, I don't know. It's still pretty exciting. It looks like it comes with a trainer, um, blazing charcoal. It's a Pokemon tool. This the attack of the Charizard. This card is attached to. Holy shit! <laughs> uh, <laughs> If this card is attached to a Charizard, it does 100 more damage to your opponent's active Pokemon. You may attach any number of Pokemon tool to your Pokemon. Okay, so that was something I had to worry about, but it looks like they alleviated that problem. So each starter has a Pokemon tool that's meant for it that does 100 more damage if it's attached to them. So you can, no matter what, take out the EX Pokemon. So that was something I had to worry about because, Brandon, when we used to play with the black and white theme decks and all that, or we added like our own, we made our own decks like the ex pokemon were broken so it looks like yeah. that won't be the case here at all yeah that's really cool that they put in these unique items to uh combat uh not only the EXs in the deck because that was a thought of mine that i had was i was like dude like i know charizard could do 100 damage but he's gonna do that through well okay he wouldn't be going up against so let me see but like but still they all have 220 230 hp so you would have to do it a couple times yeah so I'm glad yeah, they... man. So, all right, never mind. I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty excited for this deck now that I think about it. That's uh, pretty. It's pretty sick, dude. Not gonna lie. I think it's gonna be a cool product. Is the 275 confirmed, or is that just like what we think right now? It's not confirmed. It's just they're basing that off of the lottery price you have to pay in Japan, which oh, is okay, thirty five thousand okay. yen. Um, but just to be clear, too, for the listener or you guys yourselves. Um, if you look at the photos, which the listener can't, um, I'm looking at the photos of the Charizard and Venusaur on the field. You can see the gold borders around the Charmeleon, Charmander, and then uh, Bulbasaur and Ivysaur. So yeah, every card that's getting reprinted is going to have a texture to it. And I'm a bitch for textures. So yeah, yeah I'm buying this product 100%. And uh, I can't wait for people to take it apart and I can buy singles. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm waiting for. That's yeah. Well, I'll make sure. Yeah, you'll you'll get the ho Lugia and Suicune. Okay, so yeah, that's the trading card classic uh product. I feel like this conversation has made it way more enticing to be completely honest. 
um, just to just to hear how excited you guys would be to test out the decks if I get them and just just to see them in person, um, I think is really exciting and we'll definitely uh, test it out when I get it. Um, so to wrap this up, uh, essentially in terms of information that we got today, and then we'll get into our grievances, uh, is the Scarlet and Violet DLC. Um, but first they talked about an update which showed off the Paradox Suicune and Verizion. Um, Iron Leaves is the futuristic version, and then Walking Wake is Suicune's. Um, I think both Pokemon look fine. Uh, the issue that the internet is having, and myself, after seeing a couple comments and a couple videos, is even though it's really cool that they made event terror raid Pokemon available immediately after the presents today, which I think is always fun because they did that with like sword and shield raids and stuff. Um, they made Mewtwo one of the raids. Um, it kind of diminished the value of these Pokemon as paradox Pokemon, you know, seeing them in the book, just, you know, you know, fans creating this lore behind them and like theorizing where they've come about and how, both of them look like all three of their, you know, counterparts, you know, their other two counterparts all put together like a hybrid mon. Um, and now that we're not getting that yet, because we still might in the future, but I doubt it. Um, it does kind of suck that, you know, Brandon, when we have games like Monster Hunter who add the, um, the fucking, the guiding lands, they added this whole area to fight monsters, right? To, to experience the story of some monsters and added some to it. So we already have area zero um, in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Why couldn't we add like a whole nother area where these monsters are just roaming or these Pokemon are just roaming around. Like there's a story to them coming about, you know, um, and they're, they're legendaries, man. Like they're, they're just, they're bigger than, all right, cool. Here's a five-star terror raid. That's easy as fuck. Cause I use Maridon on walking wake and I fucked them up. It wasn't even hard at all. So I do recommend you guys go do those um, sometime tonight or this week. Oh, they're um, out already. Yeah, they're already out. I already caught oh. my walking wake. Um, so I think design wise, they're fine. I think Verizian just or Iron Leaves just look way too much like Verizian. Like I think they kind of missed the opportunity there that they could have had. They just rounded out the edges. Yeah, they they really didn't do a whole lot there. It does look way better in game than like its promo art. I will admit that. I've seen it in game. And I'm like, all right, it doesn't look bad. Um, walking wake is fucking huge. Um, easily like the size of like an Allosaurus or something. It's pretty fucking crazy when you see it standing next to your trainer. <laughs> um, and I, I think for me, who's been running a Sun team on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet competitively, um, it's really exciting to have Walking Wake, the first water dragon Pokemon that can also learn fire moves. Uh, besides, um, uh, what's that, whatever his name is, um, Volcanion, uh, who's a mythical Pokemon. Um, so yeah, I I've never really liked Suicune the most. Like I think um I think Raikou and Entei are way better in my opinion design wise. Um, but to get this different version of Suicune is really cool because uh, not only is his ability great, but his move sets fucking amazing, especially for a fan like myself. Um, but in terms of like the designs and the announcement of those guys, before we get into the rest of the announcements, what do you guys think of these Paradox Pokemon? Um, I think they're cool. Um, I do like me some any sort of dinosaur or dragon looking Pokemon. So Walking Wake has got to be my favorite. Um, I still wish it was, you know, they 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 could have done like a paradox Pokemon for each, you know, Entei and Raikou as well. It feels kind of odd that we're just getting one from each of them. 
Jesus Christ. And Ryan is now showing us Walking Wake on his Switch, and he's massive. Nice. So, yeah, go go out and catch yourself one. See, I can't catch one because I haven't bothered playing that game again. Do I have to... I beat the league, but I haven't done all the rebattles for the gym leaders. I have to do that first, right? Uh, for the this raid, you guys should both be able to get it. I, I think just right wander. Now. I do. I just wander and try to find it. Well, no, like if you real quick, I guess a PSA to anyone listening to this: uh, if you update your game and if you press Y on your map, you should see the Terra raids, like the logos for like the typings. You should see like a crystal or like a a glowing water symbol. And it's because it's a water terror type. So you should have it in Scarlet and then Violet's a psychic type. Um, they're only a five-star raid, so I think they are actually popping up now. Um, I don't think I don't think um <laughs> I'm sorry, my <laughs> uh my mom is at a local <laughs> uh fast food restaurant and I put the sticker on their fucking <laughs> <laughs> I put nice. I put the sticker. Yeah, this and she said, "Wow, it just works." <laughs> and she sent me a picture of my own sticker. Um, wow, well, didn't ask me for food. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. Damn, sold uh, myself out like that. But yeah, anyways, you guys should be you. Sh- you should check tonight to see if you can get them. You only oh. have two weeks to get them. And Brandon, oh. you can get Walking Lake or uh, yeah, no way. You're playing Scarlet too, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. No, you should be able to get it. Um, and I know just, playing Scarlet. I don't know barely anybody playing Violet. Uh, Eric played Violet. That's right. But um, yeah, just looking at the designs again, you know, Brian, what are your thoughts on these designs? Um, it's weird with usually with new Pokemon with me, like I have to warm up to them and then I end up liking it. But this was kind of the op- like the opposite. At first, when I saw the Suicune, I'm like, oh, shit, I like that. And then later in the day, I saw it again. I'm like, that thing looks derpy as fuck. It's a velociraptor suicune i don't know how i feel about it anymore i don't know if it's oh it just it kind of looks weird i know it's a paradox form and it's supposed to be like a different like type but i don't know something about it's just weird and the robot one is literally just a robot one yeah i think violet players got fucked so hard yeah like, yeah i think they got the short end of the stick so yeah. fucking hard when it comes to like the paradox Pokemon, man. Like, who gives a fuck about robots? The only thing that looks good is Iron Valiant, which is a uh, Glade and Gardevoir put together. I really, really do like the Deli Bird, though, and I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I like Deli Bird. I feel like I don't know. It looking like a robot works for some reason, whereas the <laughs> other ones look underwhelming to me. I like Deli Birds. Well, Iron Deli Birds like finally competitive. So I mean, that's is good. it gonna get banned because like how good it is? Uh, yeah, it's just like it outspeeds everyone. Um, there's a part of it that's like broken currently, but. Once Groudon and Kyogre come in, it'll probably come back into the pool. But it's in Ubers now, so it's just banned in OU, which is overused. Um, uh, but wh- you know, what would you guys say to what I was talking about, where it's like they just got shoehorned into terror raids instead of like a quest that says like, "Hey, like this fucking Pokemon popped up," and you go through like a, maybe a little story experience that leads you up to battling and you know challenging the Paradox Legendary of your game. I totally get that. I feel like it diminishes like what they are and it would have hyped me up and maybe like it more if it actually had something to do with the story of the dlc or something but just throwing it in a raid here you go and there's probably no lore behind it at all there's probably just like no it it, it diminishes it like really bad so we'll see how the actual dlc is maybe there'll be an explanation for it but just throwing them in raids kind of lame yeah i wish there was like a little bit of like a, a 
like a prequel to the to you know the but maybe the, the raid itself right what what if yeah. um what if there's like a story that just led up to it and like you defeated it but oh well this pokemon now pops up in raids okay cool like that's fine too um i just i don't know like i I hate logging into the game just to do terror raids for these event Pokemon and then getting off. Like it's not what I want from Pokemon. I mean, this, yeah. this is the same fucking thing we've been bitching about since probably God knows how long sun and moon, maybe I don't know. Um, but I'm starting to find out as I continue to play more of these older games that I keep buying. God damn it. What, where did we go wrong? Um, I'd rather them be roaming. Honestly, I always kind of like roaming and I know a lot of people have different opinions on roaming Pokemon, but I like it. Can you imagine if you're like it's just in an area and then walking wake just fucking right through and you're like whoa kind of like how that thing for how fucking big it is go ahead brandon kind of like what kind of well just kind of like how they you would catch the the roaming beasts and gold silver and crystal yeah you know. red leaf green have we seen a shiny form i know it's shiny lock so i would assume no. uh there's his shiny form just looks like sweet and shiny i saw it today okay. and then iron leaves also is just like this gunmetal gray that they did for everything oh like uh, for iron thorns yeah same shit it's just all dark gray instead of their regular colors um, so next up on the announcement before we jump into the dlc and then give into our greaves um is the compatibility with pokemon go where you can get gimme ghoul if you send postcards from the gifts you get around the world to scarlet and violet which change uh vermilions whatever the fuck pavilions um pattern uh it's a butterfree po- butterfly pokemon that has several patterns um this is kind of cool to a degree if you give a shit about that but i think the 90 percent of the pokemon population doesn't i mean i would wager um but it is kind of exciting i haven't touched pokemon go and god knows how long and i have a friend in japan who sends me gifts so i can get whatever the japanese pattern is for um pavilion and that's pretty fucking cool um one of the patterns that is cool and i don't know i don't remember how to get it is uh the pokeball one so you know maybe i might look into getting that i don't know i mean eric and britain are about to go to japan maybe i'll have them go to the pokemon center and have her send us gifts so we can so there there is fun to it but like once again man this could have just been tweeted this does not need to be a part of the presents um pokemon go has a pretty damn large fan base so i feel like out of the crap we did see in this presents i feel like this one is kind of worthy as far as like cafe remix nobody gives a fuck about cafe remix <laughs> anybody <Honestly. cares. laughs> but i know like, like you all have phones don't you i think pokemon <laughs> go is like kind of like worthy of being in the presents i don't play as heavy as i used to i pretty much play if like on community days just because it's free shinies but yeah. amen to that yeah you're not a true shiny fan until you fucking soft reset for a shiny starter. Under 300 resets, boys. So Dude, I that. I can't believe that shit. I'm I have to wait for I have to get a DS Lite charger, so mine's on pause. But once I saw yours, I was like, I'm so happy for you, but also I'm pissed dude. because you got Cyndaquil. So watch me get Toto now. Oh, I'll be pissed. Um, I literally froze. I was like, <clears throat> I was like, I didn't even know what to say. All I told myself was take a picture and then save the fucking game as soon as possible because i um you know for those listening uh to celebrate pokemon day i was starting a shiny only run on heart gold and i got a shiny cyndaquil and the odds are one out of 8042 but since heart gold and still silver the only games that i think do it 
this way. Uh, you can actually see your starter be shiny before you even pick them. So the odds are actually one out of 2,400 or something like that, because you can technically get one of each or one of the three. Um, and my goal is to just get whoever I got first. And it was fucking Cyndaquil, who's about to become a cool, but I'll make a video for that. Um, fun. Um, but yeah, Pokemon Go, like you're saying, Brian, is still a very huge game. Um, I think they're still making like a million dollars a week on it or something like that. Um, so yeah, it, it, uh, no, I was also oh, okay. I was like, damn, that's numbers about it last year or something because like to me the game's dead, but no, it's not. Like people are playing. Um, so yeah, you can send those postcards, change the color of your butterfly, um, get Gimme Ghoul in Pokemon Go, and then evolve it to Gimme Ghoul, <laughs> Gabagool, uh, Golden <laughs> Golden Go. Um, but this Gabagool. is like the next slide that really pissed me off. Um, I think a surprise update for Pokemon Home today to uh, make it compatible across the board with Legends, Arceus, and just to bring over the legendaries and the Hisuian Pokemon that we love so much, um, I think would have been a fantastic addition today, but yet it still seems like it's not ready. And this is another thing, a guy who I hope to have on the podcast soon um, from one of my stores was saying he believes that the reason why the Game Boy games weren't announced and everything else is because once again, like I said before the show started or at the top of the show, um, the eShop isn't closed yet officially, right? But also maybe the functionality for Pokemon Home and these old school games isn't ready yet either. So maybe they're trying to do a full-blown Pokemon Home announcement. These games are coming out. We're going to connect it all together. Um, so maybe we'll see how that goes. But I still think it's pretty frustrating that we couldn't use Pokemon Home. Um, I don't know about you guys, but since like Let's Go Pikachu, since all these games have been coming out on the Switch with Pokemon Home, I've always been really looking forward to the compatibility with Home to bring over whatever Pokemon weren't in the game yet or some of your favorites from uh, Pokebank. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on like the Pokemon Home still needing time for its update or whatever they're doing? A big issue I have with Home is every time like there's a new Pokemon game, it doesn't have like connection to home at the get go because yeah. I would love to, as soon as I start a new game, like transfer over some cool shinies I have from go. But every time, by the time they impl implement it, I'm already done with the game and I'm already burnt out. I'm already done with it. Like by the time they implement it for Scarlet and Violet, I'm going to be pretty much a hundred percent done with it. And I have no use transferring over these shinies. And it's just a bummer because honestly, I would love putting some of my stuff from go into scarlet like i have like so many shiny like noi bats i would want on my team i think he's in the game i can't remember but um there's yeah, just I, a I would like genuinely enjoy to like ha like go on a playthrough with but they're always behind Brandon? um pokemon i home. haven't even logged into pokemon home in a very long time i have no idea where my pokemon are at i've been kind of disconnected from pokemon like pokemon <laughs> yeah quite a bit um in, in terms of the video games so i'm not really much inclined to say anything about pokemon home but i do see like for what brian was saying it's kind of frustrating you know i missed back in the day where you could if you had a shiny pokemon or you got a uh, like a larvitar in one game you restart put the larvitar on your team that's just my case scenario and start the game off with that you know, I miss those days where you could do that. And um, I feel like in Scarlet and Violet, like it was so vast. And I really wish I could have just put in like a Pokemon, like a, like a Larvitar 
from my home, but we don't even have home capabilities in Scarlet and Violet yet, do we? Well, I just realized too, though, and no, we don't. Um, but I just realized too, Pokebank also was the same way. It didn't work right away when the games came out. You had to wait for that functionality to be updated as well for Sun and Moon. It definitely feels intentional because it's been like that with like every it, mainline since game X for how long? Yeah, no, since X Y. Do I just they about right not now, want us to like instantly transfer our stuff over? Do they want us to like have a new experience and catch these new Pokemon and have new teams? I think it's just laziness. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think there's any reason why they wouldn't want us to immediately be able to play with our favorites. Like I'm not saying like fucking Charmander for me, but it would be cool to like start off with like a like a bag on on my team or you know like some type of fun dragon like maybe like it kind of gets rid of the whole role-playing aspect too though because i know i mean i love my partner pokemon like i love starting a starter or with a starter but i know there's so many people out there that probably like to role play like a different experience like maybe starting off with a fucking meowth or something i don't know um stuff i like doing or like eevee you know um i just I don't really understand why they do it either. And it's so frustrating because, you know, the fan base or the player base does fall off. Like you're saying, Brian, once you're done with the area zero shit and whatever else you want to do, like you're done until the DLC comes out. So I don't know why they do things the way they do. And I do hope one day down the road, when maybe the older senior staff of game freak retires or goes away, I really do (laughs) hope that their business method changes. Cause I just, I don't, fucking get it it's it's frustrating as all hell um so moving on we got the dlc so the first dlc is going to a um asian oriented island i don't remember what the name of it is but there's a festival there's very very thematic legendary pokemon here um to the region that you go to um i doubt this island's going to be bigger than iron or isle of armor it's probably going to be like maybe a little bit bigger i hope i'm proven wrong um, but none of this has me excited at all. <laughs> um, I don't care. All I wanted was some type of Kalos incorporation with mega evolutions coming back. I don't understand why they didn't do that themselves. I feel like that's a fucking slam dunk, just like the Game Boy games and fucking Stadium One and Two coming out today. But, anyways, um, and then the second DLC is uh, the Blueberry Academy because you know. <sighs> anyways um what's the fucking academy on netflix like just, oh the umbrella academy since that was taken they gotta go to the blueberry academy <laughs> and um so you go to this exchange as an exchange student to the blueberry academy which looks like a bunch of battling and tra- uh, more school shit which i didn't do any of the school stuff still to this day in scarlet and violet which you actually can go to class i think it's a cool concept but i never really experienced it um so yeah, the DLC, the first DLC will feature a leaf thing. So basically it's a past DLC where it's just more rule and it's not futuristic. Whereas the Blueberry Academy is clearly more of a futuristic type experience. But the Blueberry one does give us our third legendary, the Disc Turtle Pokemon, which I think looks amazing. But um, I'm pretty stoked about the turtle. Yeah, I'm very stoked about the turtle and hopefully something good leads up to it. But I got to tell you right now... Uh, I think Crown Tundra and Isle of Armor had me way more excited than this by a landslide. Well, you know why everybody feels like the DLC from Gen 8 was like a million times better? Because in those reveal trailers, we actually saw fucking footage. Like, 
we didn't really see footage with this. We saw new Pokemon, we saw screenshots, and we saw like live concept action. art. And oh, that, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, you're talking about this one. I kept waiting to like see gameplay, and we did not see gameplay. Like, so why I you're you're already gonna ask me how I felt about it. Like, I'm not excited because I didn't see anything. <laughs> but well, that's what we talked about in our prediction video, you know, our podcast. You know, go check it out again if you want to hear something fun and more exciting. Um, but that's something we talked about again too, though. Is like I remember calling you because the Crown Tundra trailer was so fucking legit, mm-hmm. and the concept art couldn't but it just leaves you so excited for the galarian legendaries the region itself um the the reggie's at the end reggie lucky and uh, reggie drago but we didn't know their names of course um just there was so much in that fucking uh dlc reveal trailer that left you wanting so fucking much even the isle of armor you know i think it should have been the real post game in my opinion to sword and shield till this day and we should have got a different type of dlc but um it left me wanting something from that too. And it's like they added 200 Pokemon in Isle of Armor and they added another 200 in Crown Tundra plus Pokemon home capabilities before that uh, new Galarian forms. Like we, we literally got nothing with this Scarlet and Violet trailer besides two or like five fucking legendaries or something. Um, Which I think is like a huge spoiler. It's like, why are you going to show off the legendaries first? Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Right. Um, they were showing the new ones, the new, the new old mons that they're adding to the game and they're like the is deadest. that is that it or are they doing more on top of that because they didn't outright say they just said like we're adding these imagine if they only add like 10 more in dlc that'd be terrible yeah i don't know but i, I and they didn't do it like right out the gate with the initial dlc trailer for isle of armor and crown tundra but they did come out and say that over 200 species were going to be added yes they did say that and they didn't say that this time so like Imagine if they only add those ones they showed us. That'd be awful. Yeah. Oh, cool. Metagross. I don't get him till fall. And I already have like 30 of them and 50 of them in Pokemon Home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I just don't get what these people think. Like, I would love to just be a fly on the wall in that can understand Japanese uh, in a conference room because we're back at the point for me again because it sucks because i enjoyed scarlet and violet a fuck ton but i felt like it was lacking in some content especially post game again i would love to just understand how these people are so out of touch with their fan base i just don't get it um it's absolutely mind-blowing to me but brandon like seeing what you did see from the dlc trailers and the announcements with our legendaries and everything about it outfits uniforms just the region itself like what are your thoughts on what we've initially been teased as to what you probably would have wanted i don't know what i would have wanted but this is definitely not it like i've pretty much abandoned my scarlet playthrough and i this dlc doesn't really make me want to go and play it again some of the new characters look kind of interesting yeah um but that's really about it. Um, I doubt it's really going to make me go back and play it. <laughs> I don't know, man. And plus, like I'm looking, looking at the trailer right now. I think there's going to be like a mammoth swine paradox because there's a mammoth swine on the bulletin board. Yeah, on the Blueberry Academy. It's mammoth swine. Yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah. hypothetically, like, what if this is like a really good DLC? It's just they really had a bad trailer for it because we didn't see anything. Like, what if it's cool? Like, I, I don't know. That, that's also a fair point. Like, what what if I'm just like talking mad shit and it's gonna be like the thing that gets me back into it? I don't think you know. I don't think I'd, I'd I'd bet you fifty bucks that that's not gonna happen. And this is on recording. There's enough we've seen. They didn't show jack but shit. Think about the Pokemon presents true. today itself. Yeah, and the last one and the one before that. Like, no, it's not gonna be. If you, Brandon, did you play Crown Tundra? No, you... my sword and sh- my sword or my shield copy got restarted because for some for some reason they don't want to back up Pokemon saves on cloud. It's 20, on cloud and it's 2023, so I don't know what the fuck the problem is. Sorry. <laughs> you know, you have a unique experience that you don't even know is capable. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's, it drives no. me nuts they don't do the no, cloud. But, on the so, Brandon, basically, you haven't replayed Shield because you lost your file, right? Yeah. Did you know that you can actually just go to Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra before you do the rest of Sword and Shield? I had no idea of that. Yeah, you I can know. play those expansions before you even play the main game. I know it's occupying my time. Wait, are the levels like reduced then? No. Dude, they're um, like level 60s and 70s, I thought, out there. I'm just saying though, like you get the earth, you get the cub food though. Go do Isle of Armor first, and then go do Crown Tundra. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different experience. I've done it, and I love it. After you get access to the train, you can go to the new area. I might do that. I'm just saying it's something an option out there. But there's well, no there's no denying that these po- these new Pokemon games don't have the same touch that you know the old school ones have in terms of replayability. And I think it's so fucking frustrating personally. Yeah, I so, don't think they know how to make like big games on stronger hardware. I really think they knew what they were doing, like limiting themselves on like Game Boy hardware and all that shit. They don't know how to make a home console game. Yeah, you know, it kind of trips me out at how well crafted these older games are to where, you know, like you're saying, basically they went to a 3D world and they just fucked. They just fucked up. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think they fucked up by trying to make it open world. Like, I think I'm wrong. I, I don't think we need an open world Pokemon game because they don't know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you asked a long like, time ago, like what my favorite Pokemon game would be, and I still don't even know. But it doesn't need to be open world. No, no. definitely the perfect Pokemon game does not have open world in 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 the cards for me. Yeah, no, we could easily go with like a. Like either it'd either have to be like fucking only because of the best three in my opinion. It either have to be like a fire red design going that far back, or it has to go heart gold, or it has to go white too. Like it has to go those sprites again, one of those three, and just remake all regions and let us explore the entire regions, make the difficulty hard or whatever, bring back the world tournament. I, I I'm just ready for Pokemon to probably end in the mainline franchise. I think Pokemon would do so well in like the octopath style where it's like oh, yeah. sprites but it's like 3d like oh. yeah that 2.5d shit that, that would look yeah, yeah that would, that would be that'd be sick i think it'd be nuts i think it i think they'd be able to pull it off that i mean i don't know i don't know how like the pokemon sprites in battle would look but great imagine if they did heart gold and soul silver like that completely retextured yeah i think it would be pretty good oh there it is right, oh, oh ryan's <laughs> down there now he's up here it oh, took shit. long enough. Um, so uh, he's back. So basically, let's wrap this up. 
by talking about our grievances, um, I would just like to go first because I know what Brian's for sure going to talk about and Brandon might have something different. So I'll, I'll say something that keep it short and sweet. Um, I think not getting a new mystery dungeon, any snap DLC, even though I don't fucking play or own it anymore, um, a new sequel to Pokemon tournament. Um, and I think no release day, like launch surprise launch day for Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 to the NSO expansion pass is just blasphemy and there's way more to it but i'll let brian get into what his most biggest grievance is but brian um no game boy games you know where does that leave you i just refuse to believe that they're putting stadium one and two on the switch but you can only use rentals that just they can't be that fucking dumb can they like can't like really like is it just me that that's like mind-blowing because it seems uh, so easy to just put like the older games on there and have connectivity. Well, people were complaining about that quite a bit because, well, half of the game's functionality is, you know, using your Pokemon games. However, when I was playing Pokemon Stadium one last year on my Nintendo 64, I beat half of the gym leaders with Brintle Pokemon. So I don't understand that argument too much. I, under, uh, I, I like the argument because so many of these Pokemon are dog shit. You'll have a Squirtle with like Surf. And then you'll have a Blastoise with like Bubble, and I'm like, and it's a bunch of little dumb decisions like that that make the rentals trash. I don't know. I just, I don't want to. It like, is frustrating. I don't want to hold out hope and like put on my clown makeup and be like, oh, maybe it's still coming. Maybe it's still coming because like, shit ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Honestly, like, you're better off telling yourself at this point it's not coming. Cause... I just want it so like I really genuinely want to play the old games on my Switch. And now why don't you just emulate? Because I want I want it on my Switch easy. Well, I want an authentic experience that I can transfer them from. Yes. Like I yeah. can play the Pokemon games on my Retroid thing that I showed you, Ryan, but I want to play, have it also on my Switch. Like Yeah. It's insane the amount of money that Pokemon can make and they just don't want to do it. Yeah. Like all we want to do is give Nintendo and Pokemon our money. And they're just like not fam. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's the thing too, but right? Still gonna get it. Like they can make the co- they can make the collection like eighty bucks, and I'd still pay for it. I yeah, don't give a fuck. Oh, thousand percent, dude. Yeah. And another thing that really bums me out is um I had no expectation of this happening today, but it sucks that the most fun I've had with a Pokemon game in a long time was Legends Arceus, and that never got like proper DLC. That bums me out because that game was so much fun. And that really got me like hooked back into the like franchise. And it was just a one and done. There was not really any DLC. There was that little small one, but I'm not going to count that. Yeah, I think the problem is Game Freak's development team is all hands on deck on Scarlet and Violet. You know, those people do have like homes to go to and stuff. So there's, yeah. almost, there's only so much time in development that they have. So I had, um, yeah, I had zero expectations for that to happen, but it just bums me out that we never got more of that because I, I, I love Legends RC. It's a really fun game. I don't think it would have had to come out until next holiday season, but I would have liked a new Legends sequel of some sorts for the different region. Um, I I think that's just like such a massive op- missed opportunity. Uh, yeah, I know I'm gonna coach. sound like a bitch yet again, but I would kill to see. Well, unless they don't do it good, I would love to see like a regional form of like Charizard and Sceptile oh. and like some of my other favorite starters, especially after seeing Hisui and Typhlosion done so well in my opinion, and honestly the other two as well. I actually love Decidueye and Samurott's uh, Hisuian forms um, almost more so than the original. So um, I I just think 
that's the direction Pokemon needs to go. I don't I, I don't know how many times I have to say it. They just need forms, new regions, new stories and battles to have. No new gimmicks. <laughs> like I don't need a fucking new gimmick. Bring back Megas for good. Stop getting rid of Megas. Um, I I do like I was talking to Eric and I I, I was really hoping that Megas were going to be announced. I remember talking to him last week about it, and I'm like, just Megas not only were so essential for fun because of like the new evolutions that Pokemon got, some that never had any. Um, but also like in terms of battling, you never knew what your um, competitor was going to do because multiple Pokemon on their team had mega evolutions. So I just think now with like Terra types and megas, it would have been a great combination. Um, I think it'd be cool if they brought back Z moves. Um, I was looking at Mew's signature Z move from ultra sun and moon. I was like, God damn, the animation's amazing. So there's just a lot that Pokemon sucks at. And um, it's just heartbreaking to be honest, because I just think of like, you know, all the kids growing up with these new games. I'm like, man, you have no idea how good it used to be. And um, yeah, I just hope that they can experience that soon with some of these collections and stuff. Um, but Brandon, is there anything from, you know, what me and Brian, Brian have talked about or anything that we haven't talked about yet that you'd like to spotlight that didn't happen in this presents that really is uh, disappointing once again? Well, I think with the preview trailer for the presents, like having the old sprites being brought in and circled around the Pokeball, made me really think that we were going to get the new, or like not the new, like but a like, collection, a, co- a collection. Like I, it was hundred percent, dude. Like I was like, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. And then when it didn't happen today, I was really upset. And um, I wanted to bring up a really good. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Brandon's having some very quick difficulties. One second. We'll be right back. Sorry, this is my first podcast. Please bear with me. I'm scrub. <laughs> um, I just plugged my mic. All so, good, man. It's all good. Um, But somebody made a really good point and says the Pokemon company acknowledging the older titles while refusing to make them available to the modern audiences is one of the most frustrating things I've ever seen a company do. And the, the amount of nostalgia bait that they throw out is without actually backing it up is is frustrating. So yeah, not getting the collection, not even getting uh, red, red, blue, yellow on just like that. An entry point, you know. I'm not saying you know release all up to Gen three. Right, you could do it periodically. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, kind of like what they did with red, blue, yellow, and gold, silver, crystal on the on the eShop. You know. Brought it out in in sections, you know. Don't give it to they it. Did. Don't you yeah. know? Just, just that's that's my my biggest disappointment is not getting any sort of old school love for the Pokemon, except for the TCG. That uh, now actually like discussing it and like seeing what it's about and seeing those exclusive cards that's got me excited. But for the most part, this presents for being the the this is the thirtieth anniversary, right? Or no, twenty seventh. So twenty seven, three, three more years, man. It's pretty crazy. We're almost there. Yeah, Magic Hedge Seven Thirty. That's where I'm confused. Um, yeah, twenty-seven years of Pokemon, and to be on Pokemon Day and just have not like any good. If, if you're a Scarlet and Violet fan, like you got something to look forward to. If you like Cafe Remix, good for you. But this is pretty meh. I totally forgot about how hard they teased us until you brought it up, Brandon, in the presents trailer. Like they really did. Like they use the old sprites. They use the old music. Like yeah. Well, it didn't help that the uh, the Chinese that really like makes it even like hurt even more. <laughs> well, 
Well, like I was going to say too, though, when I texted you guys this during the week, it didn't help that that Chinese poster got leaked with the the new short film that's going to be coming out soon, where a kid's sitting there and in his air, you know, dream bubbles, and he's sitting with a Game Boy. There's a DSi there. There's a fucking Game Boy Advance. There's a Charizard and all the other you know nostalgic Pokemon. It has that, to be but, happening, right? I don't want to get my hopes up, but like this shit made too much sense. There was too many things like pointing towards here's here's what i say brian if it if it doesn't happen by march 31st then yeah you should probably lose all hope i still think march is the month that they announce this stuff i'm gonna say may what do you say uh march because just that's when pokemon home will probably get updated and and the e-shop closes but also nintendo didn't release an n64 game this month and based off the catalog that we still have to show um release from the last direct pokemon stadium one and two are pretty much next so, like, the stars are aligned, man. It should have been today. February 27th, 2023. But here we are at 5.30 p.m. bakering about digital pocket monsters for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's why I have a podcast, so we could do it. Um, Brandon, what month do you think that they will finally announce this if it actually is going to ever fucking happen? So I say March. Brian says May. What you thinking? Whoever wins will get twenty bucks. I'll send you twenty bucks if you're if you if you're right. June, okay. I say June. Why, if it is happening, why wouldn't they announce it though today? Like, what reason would be, there be to not say anything at a presents? Because Pokemon Home's functionality isn't complete yet, and that that app is huge, and they also make money off that too. So, well, they could have still announced that like coming in June or something. Like, they didn't have to like announce it and drop it today. I don't know, man. Uh, it's tough. I wish we could call them right now and put them on the Zoom call and get a translator. <laughs> Want to talk to Ishimura right they, now? They can't keep getting away with this, damn it. Damn it. Eric's going to be that in a while. Oh well, Eric's going to be mad because I said it on the phone earlier and uh, he's like, you guys should just say that all podcast. And I was like, that's not a bad idea. And I haven't I said that in a while. I used to say that like every episode. I know. I miss it. And there was something else I used to always say. And you but, didn't notice until like 10 or plus episodes in. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's something. I know what you're talking about. I just don't remember what it was. Um. Uh. Yeah. So that's it. That's Pokemon Presents 2023. At the end of the day, they out- added Paldean Pokemon to Cafe Mix. So we're all excited about that. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you see Brian's camera right now? Yeah. <laughs> it happens every time. Look at like, the stop motion animation coming to Netflix. Oh. Fucking whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that we... that I kind of like have. Oh, you shut be. up! I got some, I got some hope for that. That's up. gonna be kind of cool. <laughs> it could be cool, but they didn't show anything. They literally showed like a three second clip of Sida going back. <laughs> like it could be cool. It legitimately could be cool. But Watch it be like the best show ever made. This whole presents was just trailers with like no info. Yeah, it's all trailers with no substance. I love it. That's all I ever wanted. And I think Zacian's already out on Pokemon Unite. So like, why the fuck do they need a trailer for that? Yeah. Could have been a tweet. Could have tweeted it. Could have tweeted it, dude. This whole presentation could have been tweeted. Yeah. Yeah. And they could have made 20 minutes about the classic games coming back. <laughs> I like how literally everything was a mobile game except for the DLC. Oh, woof. I didn't even think uh, about that. God everything damn. was a mobile thing. Jesus. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we need to really, like, next year when we do predictions, we need to, like, 
lower the bar like pokemon poop is gonna get announced or something (laughs) i think a big part of it too was that like nintendo just came off of like a fairly good i would say it was a good direct pretty good i thought maybe this would like be a good presents but no i got my balls punched (laughs) (laughs) yeah they got punched in so we talked about it but uh brandon yeah so like the last nintendo direct for once in our fucking lives was actually like pretty solid across the board what are you doing weirdo um yeah so anyways that's pretty much it i think we uh wrapped everything up here um is there anything else you guys want to talk about I think nope. I I think I'm good, Brian. I love that voice acting in Masters though. Oof, yeah, that, that was the, weird. I was like, can this trailer be over? I'm really uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, God. The the British people. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty it, rough. It makes sense though. I mean, they're from Glar, which is based on Britain, so. No, it makes sense. They just sound horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, I have nothing to do with the accents or anything. They just sounded horrible. Yeah, no, like. I don't know. I don't know what voice actors they're hiring for this, but it's definitely the bottom of the barrel. Um, yeah. The shotgun barrel. I'm about to point myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> camera. I don't know what it is. We're going to start a crowdfund for Brian to get a new camera. Yeah. He's got a Mac, too. Can we get him a light, too? This dude looks like he's fucking recording in the 70s. Mac, more like a smack. Damn, dude. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, all right, guys. Well, yeah we're done here <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode of the it just works podcast brian uh tell the people where they can find you and what you were up to go follow me on another vinyl page where i've been lacking extremely on posting but i promise i'll post more and i'll maybe do a giveaway who knows and then uh brandon tell the people where they can find you even though you haven't posted anything at all yet uh it's in the works but um <laughs> get it because it just works um oh, i like yeah. it uh it's in the works but you can find me on instagram and now tiktok at brandor the wizard that's b-r-a-n-d-o-r the wizard and you can uh find me there i'll you can see my old library of pokemon cards on the instagram you're gonna see some pack openings on both instagram and tiktok so and i'm gonna put some good music overlapping it so look forward to that So be sure to check out both of their pages and show them some love. One of these days we'll have enough uh, people listening to where you can actually see the impact of that. Uh, But yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening today. Um, God bless you. Hopefully the next Pokemon presents is better because God damn it. This shit sucked. Uh, Have a good day and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. (laughs)